You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody and welcome to the Oz Network for the greatest episode that we will ever do until next year at least. Oh, I'm so excited that I can come onto a podcast today and say that we are talking about Jurassic World 2. Um, it's nearly Jurassic Park, but it's still in the same universe. Um, we're here for a trailer reaction for the first trailer of Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom, which at the time of recording this has literally been released in the last, like, 90 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So, kind of, by the time this is up, it's only been out for a few hours. So, I think this is our record, even when it came to, like, our Spectre coverage on the OzNet... Uh, this is the OzNetwork, 007, that's our other show. Uh, <laughs> and The Last Jedi. So, um, so excited. Uh, this is something we want to do more of, I think, in the future, kind of trailer reactions to, to big movies. We... We're going to do it for uh, Avengers Infinity War, but we kind of missed that boat. But uh, we are here for Jurassic World, and uh, so, so exciting. Um, just uh, the trailer looks amazing, and plenty to kind of go over here. My name is Ben, and life finds a way. And my name is Colin, and at least I'm wearing high heels in this one. <laughs> um I look forward to seeing what they look like on you. Um, yeah, I, it's it's <laughs> exciting because I mean it's it's this trailer was supposed to come in November, then it was meant to come a week ago, but then I think kind of Universal were like, oh shit, Avengers trailer's coming out, we better delay it a week. So it's kind of always been on the you know waiting, waiting, waiting. Then it was kind of like, oh no, they'll put this with Star Wars, and then oh no, we'll release it the week beforehand. So. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of initial sort of things. The first time we ever get a chance to talk about this, because clearly next year we're going to, uh, be doing Jurassic Park month in the lead up to Jurassic World 2. But Colin, I mean, excitement levels. I mean, I don't know if you're a huge, huge Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World fan. Uh, I mean, how kind of you come into this sort of, uh, quadrilogy? Uh, I mean, what's just your take on the excitement for, for another Jurassic Park movie? Uh... I mean, you overshadow me, which is rare. <laughs> uh, kind of strange. I, I, I guess this is the way you feel doing Star Wars with me, you know, because you're like a massive Star Wars fan, and then you record with me, and you feel like, well, you know, I guess I'm not that big of a fan uh, as I thought. Because uh, I mean, I, I would easily rank Jurassic Park in like you know my top five favorite movies of all time, uh, and yet in comparison to you, you know, I'm the tag along here. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I love all of these movies and I watch all these movies, you know, that even though obviously I have complaints with all three of the sequels, I love them enough that I probably know them by heart. I mean, not Jurassic World at this point, um, but like, you know, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. I mean, I saw those movies so many times that I could recite them. Uh, Jurassic Park 3, especially, I think I'm a huge defender of. And uh, what I'm most excited about with this movie, especially after watching the trailer, is that I think a lot of the talk before this came out was almost as if this movie was going in a completely different direction. And, you know, it's the same talk that we've been hearing since all the way back in Jurassic Park 3. You know, the dinosaurs are going to become crossed with humans and they're going to have weapons and dinosaurs are going to fire guns and all that. I mean, even though those sound ridiculous, there were, you know, real stories of mm. even the director who was saying, this movie's completely different than all the other movies. And watching the trailer, it feels like just your typical Jurassic Park movie. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be complaining, yeah, this just sort of looks like another walk in the park. Uh, but, but, come on. But <laughs> I'm laughing inside, Colin. To, to, to me, I'm excited 
that this just sort of looks like another walk in, you know, Jurassic Park. It's I didn't want something so different. I wanted, you know, just people running from dinosaurs on an island, and that's kind of what we're getting. So I'm kind of excited by the lack of originality that we're seeing in the trailer. Look, I'll be honest with you. You know I'm a fan of something when I have actually can say I've read the books. So, um... Yes! <laughs> There you go. Because you just finished an episode where <laughs> I said red, and you're like, huh? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, the, the first take I get from this trailer straight away is um, Lost World vibes. I think kind of yeah. um, there seems so many throwbacks and just kind of references in here to the Lost World. So, I mean, maybe this is a case of this is what they kind of do for the nostalgia part of this is kind of go through each of the three. So, you know, everyone hates Jurassic Park 3, but let's look forward to Jurassic World 3 when we're going to have a Spinosaurus back. We're going to have, you know, William H. Macy and T. Leone somewhere in the on the park. But, um, yeah, it's like I kind of a lot of stuff around this is too that it's going to be a lot darker um, and kind of just, you know, what they're going to do with it. Because the thing I find with, like, all the Jurassic Park movies, if you just are so analytical of them, which we like to try and be, is that, I mean, every single one of the four movies is exactly the same movie, essentially. Um, yeah. But, you know, they've each got their own charm and everything along those lines. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you in terms of the, the sequels. I mean, I'm maybe going to be a bit more critical on Jurassic Park 3, but I still think it has its place. Um, and I kind of think The Lost World's underrated. I think that gets too much hate for, for what it is. And Jurassic World, yeah, I'm similar to you. Like, I've seen it multiple times, um, but I haven't seen it nearly as much as the the first three, which I would know. Yeah, same as you'd know off by heart, but Jurassic World I know mostly. But, um, yeah, I kind of... I remember when they sort of eventually were like, oh, Jurassic World, it's, we're going to do a fourth Jurassic Park movie. Because they'd been in development hell for, like, you know, over a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always on, off, on, off, on, off. And then kind of when they announced that they're going to do, like, a sequel. Because, I mean, I just think nobody realised how successful Jurassic World was going to be. Um, so, yeah, and like I, you alluded to, like, the stories. Like, there was that leaked script of just the terrible idea of <laughs> dino-human soldiers with guns. Um, Did you see the real concept art yeah. that they drew for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just glad that... I mean, who knows? This is probably going to be it. But um, the thing I really liked about kind of the promotion for this trailer was just the teasers they released in the lead-up to the trailer. And I kind of yeah. think that these teasers in the lead-up... Like, I was expecting something so much different from the trailer uh, and kind of... You know, what's interesting is it, there seems to be a lot of stuff, at least through some of the, the, the promotional shots that have been released, some of the, the spoilers and the leaks that have kind of been out, that a lot of this is off-island. Like, this is kind of going to be a bit of stuff around dinosaurs being back on the mainland. But this trailer, like, we really don't see any of that. This trailer is all kind of mm-hmm. on-island sort of stuff about escaping it. And the thing that I kind of really enjoy about this trailer too, just kind of on just uh, initial impressions, is that, yeah, it's got some Lost World vibes to it, which is great. But, it, like, just little subtle things which kind of look like they're, they're call-ins to sort of some stuff that's in the books that, um, you know, sort of obviously have never been realised. So, like, you know, the fact that it looks like the island is getting destroyed by a volcano... I mean, in the, in the first book, uh, the, the island gets destroyed by the Costa Rican government after, like, this is too dangerous, we have to destroy yeah. this. And then uh, in The Lost World, it's implied that kind of everything's destroyed on that island because of a hurricane. So it's sort of like this whole thing about an island being destroyed with the dinosaurs on it, which is kind of in the, in the novels, it's just never been realised. So that's kind of something that really excited me about sort of seeing everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, the trailer itself, like, I don't know if you sort of saw all the teaser stuff during the week, kind of through the little clips mm-hmm. that were released, but, uh, yeah, I just got completely different sort of take on what we were going to see in this trailer. 
yeah, I think the whole destruction of the island is what threw me off. And there was a lot of uh, images released with like volcanic eruptions. And I think most of the talk in the last few weeks has been obviously there was some type of volcano on the island. What we really don't know at this point still is, you know, is this a natural volcanic eruption or is this something where the government, I mean, you have to look at that scene with Ian Malcolm where he's appearing before, you know, some type of uh, committee or, you know, Senate or Congress or something. And they're talking about, you know, whether to save these dinosaurs or destroy them, basically. I, that's kind of what his take on it is. Uh, I love that line. He says, you know, uh, they're either going to outlive us all, all, or we're going to kill them off or they're going to outlive us all. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure at this point if the movie is, well, do they cause this volcanic eruption? Do they set some explosions off? And, you know, this is like the Lost World. You have one crew going in there to destroy them, one crew going in there to save them. Uh, I also felt there was some Jurassic Park 3 similarities, too, because a lot of this seems to be, you know, you have this small crew who's just sort of running around separated in the woods and, you know, trying to escape this island. But I, it, I think this, it's funny that you said it's completely different than what the trailers made out to be. At the same time, this is exactly, I remember walking out of Jurassic World and talking with, you know, um, uh, my nephews who I saw it with, and they're saying, you know, what do you think is going to happen in the next movie? And I was saying, like, minutes after finishing this movie, the best sequel would be they have to go back on the island, and how do you put this island back in order? Now, obviously, this looks like it's going to take place maybe about a year or two later. Uh, who knows, maybe even longer than that. You know, de- de- it could be, like, you know, 10 years later. We don't really know. Chris Pratt doesn't age. Uh, how are we ever <laughs> going to know how long it's been? Uh, look at look at the gray and Jeff Goldblum. That's how you know. <laughs> but... I, I think this is more in line with what I thought the sequel should have been. And I still think a great sequel would be you go in there immediately, have this movie pick up immediately after the first one ends off. And then you know, what do you do? How do you get out all of your stuff? How do you try to put this back in order? And that's kind of what the story seems to be. So it's different from what I thought it would be, but it's more what I wanted. Yeah, I think... It, yeah, I agree. Because I think kind of the thing with Jurassic World, which... I mean, we talked a little bit about this in one of our Star Wars ones, that it maybe hasn't aged necessarily brilliantly, and a lot of people are kind of being a lot more critical of it now that sort of a, a lot of the fan nostalgia has kind of fallen away. And I, I feel like after this, if this is a great movie, that it kind of will be the case again. And I, I didn't hate Jurassic World. I, I think it's the best sequel they've ever done. But, I mean, kind of rewatches do point out a lot of flaws with it. Um, and I kind of think, though, the thing that worked with Jurassic World as a sequel was that it's finally we get to see a, a working park. You know, it's kind of like the, yeah. the Terminator movies. Like, there's so much talk about Judgment Day. There's so much talk about post-apocalyptic world, and we never see it in the first three movies, except for, like, sort of flashbacky Ford things. And then finally you get to see it. Whereas, like, this mm-hmm. is kind of like Jurassic Park, like with Jurassic World, we finally get to see an operational park. And kind of my thing's always been... Um, like, I would like to see more of dinosaurs and, like, the reaction of the outside world and kind of just, like, yeah. even just dinosaurs on the mainland. Because, I mean, the, the original plot of the book, the first book, was they're all fighting against time to stop a boat from arriving on the mainland with raptors on it. They're going to get back to the mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, obviously, you know, it's implied in the novel that the compies are on the beach and that it's happened. And, obviously, so many people are critical of the Lost World uh, that they attack on the T-Rex in San Diego scene. Everyone hates that. I, I love it. I absolutely love that sequence at the end. Mm. I think it just works so well. So, like, I've always wanted to see more of that. And it's kind of... It's sort of a lot of, like, what we talked about in the, the DC movies, how, like, there's that reaction of kind of, like, what would the world react to superheroes and Batman and Superman? We, yeah. we never really get 
reaction, do we, from the outside world? Like, there's kind of a little bit in the lost world about, you know, on the train when the guy's like, you're that dino guy, I believed you, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of we get that news footage at the end. And even Jurassic World, there's a little bit about like, oh, you know, no one's impressed by dinosaurs anymore. Um, but what is the outside world? We've kind of got a Senate committee kind of in this trailer. Like, obviously, Malcolm sort of, you know, we'll talk about him, is kind of brought in for something related to this. But that's always kind of been my hope. I'd like to see more of that sort of reaction with it, um, which I think a lot of this kind of through a lot of the promotional stuff in the lead-up to this trailer, you know, it showed sort of... Um, like the the mansion sort of outside of the island and there's um the the James Cromwell character who obviously sort of like was a partner with uh um Dr Dr Hammond, Hammond. um so Dr Hammond Dr Hammond <laughs> he's a doctor now John Hammond everyone's a doctor in Jurassic Park Dr Colonel Blue, Hammond Colonel Hammond uh- <laughs> Colonel Sanders um but <laughs> you know and it's like none of that was in the trailer but there have been like there was a few of the like that behind the scenes video we saw James Cromwell in there was that uh, sort of little leaked video where we see the similar uh, amber little uh, walking stick similar to Hammond so yeah it's it's kind of interesting the, the way they've taken this trailer so it kind of speculation like is this just maybe like the opening sequence where we get the island destroyed and you've got to deal with dinosaurs in the mainland or is it the opposite like i don't know like it's kind of interesting kind of what we've got with it but um i don't know if you have anything to add on that but we can sort of look go through what's in in the trailer and everything with it at the moment yeah i mean i i agree with you except that i think we're gonna get a little bit of it in this one uh but i honestly feel like because here's the thing when you look at this trailer, I did say it's just sort of rehash in a good way. That's what we want. You know, it's got a little bit of The Lost World in there. It's got a little bit of Jurassic Park 3 in there. Uh, but how much longer can you go on like this? I mean, if they said we're going to come up with a very original, different idea, and this sort of is, well, yeah, we've seen this movie before, you know, as much as I'm excited about it. The only place where I could see this going is that this is about let's rescue these dinosaurs, get them off the island. And there's that one shot where... You know, everything's exploding. You've got dinosaur bodies falling into the water and all that. What if the next movie becomes dinosaurs are loose and they are literally popping up everywhere, you know? Mm. Uh, they eventually get on shore. And it's not just one T-Rex. It's they're all popping up. And it's like shark attacks. You know, when you have like this shark fever, uh, a summer where one beach is being attacked over and over again. What do you do when, you know, one dinosaur or one species of dinosaur just keeps popping up and you don't know where they're going to come from? That's where I kind of see them potentially going in the third one. But um, I also agree with you. I really like the whole outside world. And we got a lot of that in uh, the, the both of the books. Uh, I remember, especially with The Lost World, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with both the movie and the book of The Lost World. Uh, because especially with the movie, I feel like the movie improved on the book in a lot of ways. And then the the areas where it diverted from the book, it kind of was worse. So it's it's just... <laughs> It's interesting that they made so many good changes and then so many bad changes too. But the one thing I was really missing was a lot of that early stuff where it wasn't just the one guy in a subway saying, hey, you're the guy on the TV. I mean, there was lots of stuff about Ian Malcolm going public and all that. Uh, And I I want to see more than that. And I think that's the scene we see of Ian Malcolm in the trailer. That's probably the only scene he has in the movie. 
uh, in all it, Well, it has been... Jeff Goldblum has confirmed uh, within the last month or so that he's actually got a very small role. So, like, it kind of was announced that he was coming back and then, yeah, he sort of come out. I think he was... When he was doing, like, the press for Thor, he, like, was asked about it and he was like, yeah, no, I actually don't really have much of a... Like, it's not that big. So, like, I, I'm kind of the same. Like, they... they It's like the, the bit in the trailer, obviously, was kind of the dubbed over stuff and then, obviously, when it comes to, um like, that the behind-the-scenes thing that we saw it is... I mean, it kind of, to me... Like might be similar to say something like in uh, Independence Day Resurgence when like Bill Pullman really wasn't in it that much and kind of you know yeah. then gets killed off. Sorry if you haven't seen Independence Day Resurgence, don't see it. It's shit. Um, <laughs> you know I have and I forgot that that happened. So thanks for spoiling it for me post seeing the movie. <laughs> but I mean I kind of like I hope that this doesn't turn out like Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, one other thing. Uh, one other thing I just wanted to add on the whole you know how the world reacts is. Uh, what I really liked in Jurassic Park 3 were some of those early scenes with Alan Grant where you're seeing, you know, it's kind of caught in between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World where Jurassic World is like, yeah, everybody knows there's dinosaurs. Why is it exciting anymore? Jurassic Park 3, it's like, hey, this amazing thing happened a few years ago. Can you tell us about it? It's like, no, I'm not really allowed to talk. Yeah. And, you know, they have that Alan Grant giving the speech and everybody's raising their hand yeah. for questions. All right, any questions that don't have to do with Jurassic Park and half the hands go down or the incident in San Diego that I was not part of and the rest <laughs> of the hands go down. Uh, it's, it's just a fascinating idea, like we talked about with the DC movies, is how does the world react to this? And I think we're going to get a lot of that. I mean, you're not going to have a public hearing with Ian Malcolm, the guy who went public about this in the first place, unless there is going to be something explored of, you know, how does the world deal with this idea of should we save these things or should we leave them there? Which is what the books do so well. It's kind of... Um, mm-hmm you know, just all the in-gen board meetings and everything sort of pre-island everything. And this is why, like, um, the book is so much better than the movie and I fucking love the movie. So, I mean, it's kind of... Obviously, the, the they would make this movie differently today if they kind of, you know, were saying, oh, remember that great book by Michael Crichton? Let's let's make it now. But, um, you know, just all the kind of the board meetings and kind of like the rivalries and kind of all the stuff that's explored with like Dennis Nedry and kind of what he's doing and kind of that. And, you know, even the stuff that they talk about in the book, like all the promotional stuff we're going to do, we're even going to create miniature dinosaurs that you can have as pets. Like, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And then we'll have to produce um, food only that these genetically modified uh, dinosaurs <laughs> can, you know, uh, eat. So, like, that makes us money. And just... Because, yeah, it is kind of, like, a great question around sort of this series about, like, well, are these animals or are these just creations? Like, I mean, what is kind of the ethical concerns around this? Um, you know, which, yeah, it's, it's just, I think it needs to be explored a little bit more kind of than we've got. Um, but, yeah, I think kind of... I mean, the trailer really, you know, I, I love sort of how it's... I feel the way it kind of starts off just, you know, when we've got um, uh, Owen and, and Claire just kind of, you know, chilling and chatting. Um, do you like Bryce Dallas Howard? Uh, you know, I don't really like her in anything. And it's funny because I'm not... I walked out of Jurassic World saying, yeah, I didn't really care for any of them except for the guy who was like the billionaire, the new John Hammond. That's just because yeah. I love that guy and everything. But the more I watch Jurassic World, the more I actually really like her in it, which is funny because I'm the exact opposite with Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt and everything, and yet I don't care for him in Jurassic World. So I'm actually a bigger fan of uh, Claire in the movie than I am Owen. So we're basically like Gwen Stacy and Star-Lord having a conversation um, in, a, yeah. <laughs> in a diner at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, 
like I like her in Jurassic World. I think it's unfair all the criticism she gets, like all the character. You know, she's not a strong woman. She's just this and the love story is this and blah blah. Like just people nitpicking into stuff, you know, in this type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of like this nice little scene, like where he's just at the beginning and what's he saying? Like, oh, so what are you dating? Like you're a ventriloquist now? Like you always go after dummies, an accountant, an accountant, yeah. <laughs> But I, I kind of like just like the implication here, like when she's like going like, you know, oh, you know, Blue's still on the island. You raised him. Like, you know, and I, I that little scene that was the first kind of one that was leaked. Uh, well, not leaked, I guess released. Uh, kind of of Chris Pratt with a little baby Blue. And one thing I will say, I mean, that's obviously CGI, but I think kind of what a lot of has been said about this movie with uh, J.A. Bona and sort of the creators, they've said that a lot more animatronics will be used in this film, which, I mean, you can't really yeah. see too much in the trailer. It's very CGI, but I think that's one thing that Jurassic World suffered compared to the original three was that even in, you know, Jurassic Park 3, um, you know, when special effects are developed as much as they had, you know, compared to 93... Uh, they still relied heavily on the animatronics, and that's kind of what I think Jurassic Park always did well, was that they mixed the, the two very well, whereas, you know, Jurassic World was incredibly heavy on the, the CGI. So that's one thing that I hope we see a lot more, which apparently we will. Um, but that's, like, it's kind of interesting, like, kind of with this little bit with, uh, with Owen and, and the, the baby Blue, because this is, this is Blue. This isn't Blue having a child. This is like a scene of him. So are we going to have some form of flashback here or something like that? So I'm guessing that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it looks like it's filmed off of his iPhone, you know, four <laughs> years earlier. He's laying there crying, you know, like, oh, Blue. Um, I don't know. I mean, I find it a little bit the whole, but it's about Blue. Blue's still alive. <laughs> you need to save Blue. It's just... Uh, Really? <laughs> this is the, what's motivating our character back on the island? It's, I mean, the thing that I find interesting about the scene, because, like, uh, I'm sure you remember in the first novel how uh, there is kind of that bit about the baby raptors in the nursery. Um, and then that yeah. that's actually, um, I, from memory, what kills Wu, because Wu dies in the book. Um, and mm-hmm. I believe it's the baby raptors. As does everybody else, yeah. including including ones that came back in the sequel book. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm supposedly died in the book. <laughs> Um, Hammond gets like, Hammond's an asshole in the book. Like, I love how, like, you know, yeah. like, everyone go back and read Jurassic Park and, like, Hammond is not a nice guy and he gets killed by compies. So, because um, he's an old fragile man, what is he, falls over on a hill and he gets eaten by compies. That's, like, his storyline mm-hmm. in the book. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Like, I like the idea of kind of like raptors being able to be trained because, I mean, they spent three movies just talking about how intelligent they are and, you know, everything along those lines. That they're smarter than primates and all this sort of stuff. So I guess it's kind of, it makes sense that they can be trained. And I didn't actually mind sort of the idea, like, I know they obviously kind of wanted to still go with this soldier idea from sort of, you know, all those plans. So they kind of had that slightly about, oh, let's take them and fight them in Iraq. So, I mean, that's, maybe a little bit better than let's genetically modify them with humans. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess kind of we're going to have like this story about we're going to go to the island and rescue all the dinosaurs and here's, you know, Owen, Blue, Blue, where are you? Yeah. We're just going to have like this love scene between the two, like, you know, slow music playing in the background or something like that. Blue, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a porg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I kind of think the way they kind of like gel that in, like we get that great shot of the plane flying over the island, very reminiscent of the, you know, the helicopter, uh, in, in the first one. Um, and then even just the shot of, uh, oh, when looking out the window, that's very Jurassic Park three, 
kind of looking through sort of the window. Hopefully, there's not yeah. like a dream sequence with a talking raptor. Alan! Um, <laughs> Owen! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, come on, you can't defend that scene. That's pretty shit. <laughs> You know, you know what's funny is that uh, I saw that movie more than once in the theater, and every single time I saw it, everybody jumped and screamed, and then everybody laughed. So, I mean, it accomplishes purpose, at least. You know, the funniest bit about that movie was, um, I remember seeing it at the cinema with my friend, and the scene when the, the mercenaries are training, and they're, like, testing their weapons before they get on the plane, yeah. and the phone rings, you know, with that... And then, like, as soon as that rang, I, like, I didn't realise I was on the film. So, I, like, actually turned around and said, like, you had to turn your phone off in the cinema, like, really loudly. And it was on the screen. And I was like, oh, shit. So, I just, like, slumped in my seat a little bit. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, were we talking about blue? <laughs> oh, I was just saying the, the, the plane shot. I didn't know if you had anything to add there, kind of. Um... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is the thing that makes it tricky to bring characters back in Jurassic Park movies. Uh, and I think it's it's also something the movies have done so well. And this is why it's interesting that they have the two lead characters both coming back. Is because when you had the first movie, the, the logical assumption would be for any type of sequel, oh, yeah, we'll bring all the characters back in a second. But Jurassic Park with The Lost World presented it in a way, and this was Michael Crichton. I guarantee if Spielberg was doing it himself and there was no novel, you know, he would have had everybody come back. But... Michael Crichton writes it as like, why would I ever want to go back there? It was the most terrifying experience of my life. And I think the only other movie to really do that was Jaws, where you have Brody from part one to part two just basically having PTSD. Yeah. And not, and that's basically what you get with Ian Malcolm and uh, Alan Grant and Ellie and everybody. Whoever has been on this island, nobody has a desire to go back. Uh, and as much as I say I'm not really a fan of Owen Grady in Jurassic World, he is the one character that it is logical that you could bring him back for a sequel and not have to explain it. Because when you look at you know Ian Malcolm, in the book, uh, there's one thing I think the movie did better. Because I think in the book, he just sort of agrees, okay, I'll go on this mission. You know, and then in the movie, they're like, no, I'm not going. And they're like, well, guess what? We tricked your girlfriend into going there. Oh, well, thanks a lot. Now I have to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. And he spends the whole time trying to leave. Uh, with Owen, the whole purpose of his character is that he's not afraid of these things, which kind of, I think, hurts him as an action hero in the original. And I've complained about this in other movies, that when your lead character isn't afraid of the dinosaurs, the audience isn't going to be. But he perfectly fits in. He's going to be the guy to go back, and you're not going to have to talk him into it. Claire, how she gets talked into going back, I don't know. Because she was running around in high heels and terrified the first time, and now all of a sudden she's the one where she's like, but we have to go back for Blue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, you that got, was the only thought I had. You, you had like a, an intention in your voice there that implied I thought you were about to say something else there, but that's why I kind of like... That was my... That was, sorry, that was my Bryce Dallas Howard impression. She has that effect on people too. <laughs> it, it's interesting you point that out because I think that's a very good point. And kind of it's like out of the original movie, you'd only think someone like if Muldoon had survived, he would be like, you know, coming back or something yeah. like that because he's the game hunter. Um, or, mm-hmm. uh, or like Roland in Lost World. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of that's a very good point, actually. I think you make with that. So um, that's kind of interesting. Kind of it, obviously the the on island stuff that we're seeing in this trailer, like it's only Claire and Owen that we're seeing. You know, I mean, woo, we know he's going to be in this again. Um, who I'm kind of excited for. Like, I, I liked <laughs> Woo in the book. Like, Woo's great in the book, even though he gets like ripped to shreds by Baby Raptor. 
Um, but he was just mm-hmm. kind of just one of those random ones in the original movie. I'm just like, oh yeah, kind of woo. And I remember like when they announced it, like you know, Jurassic World. I'm like, oh, you know, is, is Alan coming back? Is is Malcolm? You know, maybe Lex and Tim. Like, what's going to happen? The returning character will be Henry Wu. And you were like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beanie Wong must be busy. Can can you get us the pilot from Jurassic Park 3 while we're at it? (laughs) Like, you know, uh, I want want the uh, the chef that brings out the food to them in Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park. (laughs) Chilean sea bass, I believe. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, okay. But, like, I I liked kind of what they did with him in Jurassic World. You know, he kind of sort of turned into a bit of an evil scientist and then... Obviously, how like he kind of flies off, and then yeah, they're going to bring him back. So I kind of think when before they even announced it, like Jeff Goldblum was returning, um, you know, it was it was really kind of just exciting to see. I don't know, I was excited that Wu's coming back. So um, yeah, uh, I, I kind of like. That. I'm just looking here, actually, kind of um, just randomly at the on Wikipedia how they've got like that sort of that table where they show like the cast in mo- most of the the films. Apparently, there's like a whisper that uh, Laura Dern might be returning for uh, the final Jurassic Park film. So there we go. We could be getting a bit of uh, Ellie back in uh, number six. Who knows? Anyway, didn't realise that. Um, But I guess kind of just, I mean, really kind of, we're not going to necessarily go scene by scene because we will obviously be here all night. Uh, I actually watched a video uh, during the week from a Jurassic Park podcast who spent like 20 minutes analysing that um, the the behind the scenes one. And you think you and I go into detail, and we don't really go into that much detail on our trailer ones. This was, like, ridiculously in detail. I commend them for that. Um, but, I mean, kind of a lot on this island stuff, it's kind of... It's got a real sort of a horror movie vibe about a lot of, like, the fear sort of elements kind of comes yeah. back. Like, your point where you said, you're not going to be afraid of the dinosaurs if the characters aren't. And, you know, a lot on Jurassic World, like... One of my issues with it, like, in kind of the negative side of it, was the two kids that they kind of had to, like, rescue. They just didn't seem scared enough of the dinosaurs, you know? Mm. I mean, at least, you know, in the first three, the kids are kind of scared. Like, I mean, that's your generic sort of thing with a Jurassic Park movie. You have to have a kid in peril. And there is a little girl in this one. uh, I can't remember who the actress is, but, you know, she's involved in it somewhere because that was kind of on the the behind-the-scenes footage that she's in that too. But, um, I mean, just kind of the editing here, you see, like, with some of the shots and kind of the creeping in the buildings, the doors opening slowly... Um, it just looks creepy. So, I mean, that's kind of... I actually remember as a six-year-old seeing Jurassic Park in cinemas and people left the cinemas screaming, um, which uh-huh. is kind of funny to think about it now when you watch Jurassic Park. But, um, you know, that's that's the thing I think kind of the fear element needs to, you know, be incorporated a lot more than it was in Jurassic World. Yeah, because uh, I think, you know, even two and three really had that. Uh, I could think about... A scene in each one of those movies which is just like it's like your nightmare yeah uh obviously the attack on the car where the t-rex is like you know slamming his face through the sunroof and tim and lex you know being crushed there that that entire scene with the t-rex uh on the road was great uh you know jurassic world obviously had the the trailer hanging off the cliff um you know jurassic park 3 there was the again the plane crash with like the spinosaurus sticking its snout in there i mean a lot of these moments like still stick out to you as being terrifying regardless of what age you watch that did jurassic world really have one i don't think so maybe they tried to do it with the whole yeah the whole pen 
uh, break yeah. out of the indulgence. But even then, like, I actually, that article I was talking to you about on uh, the Clone Wars episode about how kind of it's getting criticism, they actually did this break by, break, scene by scene breakdown of kind of the Indominus Rex bit where he eats that worker and how there's one shot there that kind of makes it not scary. And it's kind of when they cut away, like, you see Owen sort of hiding under the car and you see, like, the, the mouth of the dinosaur, and then you kind of see the guy getting eaten, but there's a shot in between those two shots where you basically see the entire dinosaur. So it's kind of like, well, I'm not scared uh-huh. of it. I've seen it. Like, I know where it is in position to this, so I know where he's going. We needed that shot removed so you create the unawareness. Like, well, where is he? Where's, what's going to happen here? So, um... Yeah, you know, plus, I mean, they, they spent the first couple scenes of this movie introducing the Indominus by showing just his shoulder and just his claw and just yeah. his eye and, and the entire promotional materials, too. So, yeah, I kind of get that now that's been pointed out. Uh, and maybe that is what, you know, holds that scene back from being on the level with the others. But uh, you mentioned, you know, some of the really creepy horror elements in this. How about the music that oh. plays, particularly at the end, when the title comes up? You know, it's fun. Well, the funniest thing about that is not just that it's a really dark, you know, kind of eerie version of the Jurassic Park theme. Uh, it's just, it has this weird noise to it, almost a distorted noise. And I thought the first trailer, which I uh, uh, watched, I thought that it was just poor audio on that one. And I'm like, well, this trailer just came out. I mean, everybody should have the same one. So I watched the official one on the uh, the, the studios page and it has the same weird distorted sound to it. Mm. So they definitely are going for this to be a much heavier, more violent movie. Uh, probably again, very much in line with how the lost world was. Cause I think one of the complaints about the lost world when it first came out was that, you know, as much as Jurassic park was a terrifying movie and it really was like jaws for a new generation, there was still like a lightness to it. And the lost world was just all dark and all terror. Uh, and in some ways not even as scary as the original, but yeah, this one, they're definitely, I think going the right direction because Jurassic world was more geared towards let's get a new generation of kids interested in the series and now that we've got these kids, let's make them a little bit uneasy. And that's really what every trilogy does. I mean, from The Empire Strikes Back to Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, they all kind of go dark for the second chapter. And, um, yeah, I just love this kind of rigid version of the theme because, I mean, like, I-, I can't remember what one you talked about in one of our episodes about your, like, favourite piece of sort of score in any sort of movie's mind is by far Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. I mean, I can listen to that just full blast and just get chills. It tears to my eyes. I just fucking love the Jurassic Park suite that they sort of just play. It's just amazing. And I actually also am a big fan of the Lost World soundtrack, um, kind of that sort of real dark sort of, you know, mission-sounding music. The I can't even mm-hmm. do it, but uh, you know what the one I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I just yeah. kind of... I like all this on-island stuff that we're seeing in the trailer too, just kind of, you know, how... Like, there's that shot where they're walking past, like, the gift shop and you kind of got, like, a compy on the table that kind of moves. I'm glad, like... I like the compies in The Lost <laughs> World. I'm kind of disappointed we haven't really seen the compies sort of return. I love that kind of little thing around the compies. Um, and then just kind of, you know, the shot, like the Brachiosaurus when he's like roaring sort of up near the, the pointed little building there. And I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the Malcolm stuff kind of separately because I think he deserves his own sort of uh, mention. But like just mm. even kind of just the shots where you're seeing like, um, you know, then with the dinosaurs, like the T-Rex in the truck, you got the Stegosaurus kind of, that's very Lost World. Um, and yeah. then just the shots like... I'm trying to find the name of it because I know it was on something I read, but I just can't find it. We do have a new hybrid dinosaur in this movie. It's kind of a something raptor, um, which is, you know, it's not the Indominus Rex anymore, but it's, yeah, but there's a few new dinosaurs on this, on the film too, like the, uh, the, the Omnix or the, the Baronix, sorry. Uh, and a few other oh, ones. Oh, the Baryonyx. Baryonyx, sorry, yeah. 
Um, and yeah. like, there's that shot, and I don't know if kind of the shot is of the the baryonyx or this is like the new hybrid one. But you got like the lava dripping down like off the the building, and it's roaring. There's a shot of that coming through the pipe with its like you know drool coming out of its mouth. Like it just looks awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and just kind of just all these scenes of everybody running, and obviously you know well, there's Owen's revival with Blue. Clearly, you know me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Remember that time on the beach, the picnic, <laughs> the flashback, the flying movie. a kite, <laughs> uh, and obviously the one that they kind of released earlier with the run and like you know the the um, mm-hmm. the rocks coming from the, um, the eruption, the, the eruption, yeah. But like obviously the, the great scene though is I mean the the horned dinosaur, which looks very much like the Allosaurus we had in um I think it was an Allosaurus, wasn't it in Jurassic Park three, the one at the the steaming pile of shit area where they oh the the Ceratosaurus, Ceratosaurus, um. But I, I don't know if that's it or if this is maybe the hybrid one. But they kind of like, you know, going towards Owen. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the T-Rex comes in, bites its neck. That's very Jurassic Park 3. Um, you know, Spinosaur versus the uh, the T-Rex. But just an epic scene of it roaring, you know, cut to black. And then obviously, we've kind of got the, you know, the great narration over the top, you know, um, from uh, Malcolm's speech in uh, Jurassic Park. You know, life breaks free. Life finds new boundaries. Life finds a way. It's not quite life finds art way uh no it's the life art finds a way sorry um you know goldblum's removed his goldblumism from that but um yeah and just kind of like all the action that we're getting with the the eruption and like the um the sphere uh the gyrosphere falling off the cliff and then we kind of just that shot when it's in the water and you see like i think it's an ankylosaur isn't it that just falls in kind of next to them Mm -hmm. it just looks awesome um, I mean, it's kind of, it's a very action heavy trailer and just obviously just the way it fades in then to the logo with that great theme. I mean, just all that on Island stuff. I think we can lump the load because I just want to talk about the Malcolm stuff separately because you know, I think Malcolm needs to be talked about separately. It's Jeff Goldblum. Come on. Uh, I mean, it just looks epic. I mean, it, obviously this is the point of a trailer for us to sit here and go, this looks epic. Uh, cause they want people to see this movie. But I mean, you know, it just, I, I wonder if this is going to be kind of what the whole thing is about, or this is maybe just the opening. Let's get them off the island or the halfway point, And then the second half will be about them on, you know, the mainland or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that's your typical Jurassic Park formula. You know, the first half is, well, this is what our plan is, you know, in, in the first one. Well, we're going to open this park. Oh, no, everything went wrong. Now we have to escape. And then the second one, we're going to, you know, take the dinosaurs off the park. And then, no, everybody is, they're all escaped and they're chasing after us. And then Jurassic Park 3, you know, uh, we're going to rescue this boy. And, oh, no, now we, we all need to be rescued. Uh, so my guess would be most of what we're seeing all the way up until, because really the trailer sort of ends with this volcanic eruption. Mm. I think that is maybe the halfway point in the movie. And the, the majority of what we're going to see is, well, how do you leave when, you know, you have lava flowing everywhere and, uh, you know, all these uh, rocks falling from the sky and dinosaurs are dying everywhere and they're all displaced. One of the most interesting ideas, because most people don't realize part of what affected Jurassic Park 3 was that they had a movie finished and then it was only once it was finished they realized that the plot didn't work. So they had to cut out basically the majority of the plot which is one of the reasons it turned out to be mostly a monster movie. And the original plot had a lot to do with uh, this extinction on the island that, you know, uh, the idea was, I guess, that the Spinosaurus is, you know, uh, there's the one line in the movie where they say there's something that's driving all the dinosaurs to the coast, which is normally different from what where they would be. And that's another thing where I feel like this is going to be similar to three. 
instead of it being, well, this is where the, di- the dinosaurs are, you know, you can guarantee that this is the territory where, you know, some of the uh, herbivores are and here's where some of the, uh, the carnivores are. This volcanic eruption is just forcing them all in the same area. So there's really nowhere you can be safe. We're not going to have the nice scene of, you know, Brachiosaurus sneezing on Claire's <laughs> cleavage or <laughs> uh, swallowing her high heels or something. Uh, it's it's going to be like, you know, every dinosaur for themselves, which I think is what's going to be uh, so much fun about this. The movie's going to be nuts come the, the second half, I think. Uh, and that's kind of what I wanted out of this movie. And that's what I think will set it apart. Uh with the hybrids, I just wanted to talk about how most of the complaints before Jurassic World even came out were about the idea that, oh, it's so stupid that somebody would be able to tame a velociraptor. <sighs> That's my groan I'll give every time somebody says something dumb and I don't know how to respond to it. <laughs> um, so... If a person tames a lion, you're like, wow, that's so cool. They tamed a lion. (laughs) If I were to tell you a person tamed a shark and got a shark to do a trick, people would be like, that's incredible that you could tame a shark, but you would believe it. Nobody can tame a velociraptor. We know nothing about them, but you can't tame one. It's just so stupid that people complained about that. And then it was the same thing with the hybrid. They're like, that's so dumb that they just have create some hybrid of a dinosaur. Okay, as they say in Jurassic World... All of these dinosaurs are are like seventy five percent the dinosaur. You know, they're they're throwing frog DNA in there and this and that. There's no pure dinosaur, and I think that's one of the interesting lines that Alan Grant had in Jurassic Park three that they don't get enough credit for, where he says, you know, John Hammond didn't create dinosaurs; he created theme park monsters. Yeah. And this whole idea about the hybrids, I'm glad they're continuing on with that because that's logically what would happen. You're going to be spending all this time trying to make this is exactly what you know, a uh, an ankylosaurus looked like, and then some new archaeologist is out there and they discover a new bone, you're like, well, gee, we got it wrong. Well, let's just create our own dinosaurs since obviously these ones we've done, you know, aren't accurate anyways. Let's just make them bigger and better. So I want to see more of that. I don't want it to be maybe called the uh, Indominus Rex uh, or <laughs> the... Uh, what, what, what would the- they even call it? Like, what would be... I was going to say Verizon what prevents the Indominus Rex. I was going to go with a joke there, but yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Verizon presents uh, the Oz Network, please. Yeah. Proud sponsor <laughs> yeah, of the Oz like, Network. I, want more of, <laughs> I, I do want more of that. I don't want it to take over the movies, but those two things that people complained about, I think are the two things that logically makes the most sense in Jurassic World. I, I, I love it when people complain about it too, because, I mean, at the end of the day, people are complaining about a movie which is implied that we can bring dinosaurs back to life. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I think since Michael Crichton wrote this damn book, every scientist under the sun has said, yeah, this is impossible. It could not happen. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, oh, but you couldn't tame a raptor. Um, like, <laughs> do, do people even realise that velociraptors allegedly, allegedly, I'm using that word now, weren't actually like this? The velociraptors in Jurassic Park are kind of based more on the omniraptors and it's kind of like... Yeah. They, like, the Dilophosaurus in the first movie is nothing like what a Dilophosaurus... Read the book. And you'll find out what a Dilophosaurus is actually like. How about, uh, how about the fact that the majority of raptors are probably barely bigger than compies? And, yeah. like, and you know, T-Rex like, is nobody a, complains about these things. And T-Rexes are generally regarded as scavengers. Um, that you know they didn't necessarily yeah. weren't hunters. So um, it's a movie, people. Like, okay, we get it. It's kind of dinosaurs in a realistic. I understand why people are going to do this, but yeah, you're like. You can train animals, and these are apparently animals smart. Like, you can train a, train a, a, a chimp. Like, I mean, and there's, you yeah. know, nearly us. 
So, like, you can train humans. I mean, so, like, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, 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 mean, I can't go. I, I was saying, I can't wait until The Last Jedi comes out and we have all these complaints saying, it's so stupid, as if somebody could use the Force to crack the ground. You can't do that with the Force. <laughs> People will be saying that, you know, they'll just always play the, you know, the Han Solo clip. That's not how the Force works. Um, you know, when I play a video game and I get sucked <laughs> into the world, I don't turn into a woman. This Jumanji movie has it all wrong. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm, I'm so sad that I'm actually kind of getting excited for that movie when I first saw the trailer. I hated it. But the, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> the subsequent trailers actually kind of look cool. Um, but yeah, I, yeah I, I'm with you completely. And I, I like these sort of uh, hybrid ideas. I mean, you know, the, the great thing about dinosaurs, though, is that there's so many of these that they can put on screen. I mean, it's like I, 20, you know, five years ago, 26 years ago, who had really heard of a velociraptor? You know, I mean, everyone had heard of a T-Rex oh, and Brachiosaur, you know. I mean, that's part of the reason why the Toronto Raptors are the Raptors was because kind of the yeah. the popularity of the Raptor after Jurassic Park. So, you know, there's all little things like that. So, like, I mean, I'd never heard of the Spinosaur until I saw Jurassic Park 3. Um, mm-hmm. So, things like that. But uh, just want to talk about Malcolm. I mean, as we've kind of established that clearly, you know, uh, Jeff Goldman said he doesn't have the biggest role, but I mean... I lost my proverbial shit when, obviously, you find out that he's returning. I mean, look, I love Grant. I love Ellie. You know, I love all the characters. I I would honestly be thrilled to see Lex and Tim come back. You know, just kind of just, like, little things like that. Um, But, like, I think Goldblum is just amazing. Uh, Malcolm, to me, is probably my favourite character. Um, You know, as he probably should be everyone's. But, I mean, like, they've gone very heavy on the use of him, clearly, with just the shot of him at the the Senate committee, and obviously with his, you know, overdubbing of his famous kind of uh, speech, which is the tagline for the uh, for the movie, Life Finds a Way. Life Finds a Way. So, yeah. I mean, just your thoughts on seeing Malcolm. Did you think we were going to go, like, straight into Malcolm? Because, I mean, we think about The Force Awakens. We didn't see, you know, uh, Han Solo and that, didn't we, until the second trailer from memory. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting that they've gone straight away for a Malcolm appearance. Because I wasn't maybe expecting one. I thought we wouldn't see him in the first trailer. Well, we did see Han Solo in the first Force Awakens trailer, but they saved him for the very last shot oh, of that. I knew, I knew, home, I couldn't I... remember if that was the first or the second one. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that just sort of shows the promotion. You know, if you look at any of these uh, movie revivals, that's kind of what they do. I expected we would see Malcolm, but I thought it would be, you know, like the last shot of the trailer, kind of like this. But it, it, him narrating all that, they're really milking it. I think there's been this big revival of Jeff Goldblum. I don't know if it's that Jeff Goldblum never wanted to do sequels up until now. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's just had this big revival. Because like, you know, I can make money again. Kind of like when Jim Carrey started doing yeah. I'll make a sequel to every movie I ever he made. hated making sequels uh, after in years. the day. Yeah. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, everything gets a sequel. But uh, I mean, it's just even with Independence Day, people were excited for Jeff Goldblum to come back. You know, with Thor, everybody talked about, I can't tell you how many people ask me about Thor. Well, what was Jeff Goldblum like? And even when I say, yeah, he's not like the character from the comics, he's just playing Jeff Goldblum. They're like, you know what? I'm okay with that because he's Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I think there was always something different. Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum and everything, but there was always something different about the Ian Malcolm character. Yeah. Uh, There's an extra bit of quirkiness to it. There's an extra bit of cool. Jeff Goldblum is not a cool guy, but like as Ian Malcolm, he is, as they kind of explain in the movie, he's the rock star of you know the science world and uh i I always kind of likened it that you know we we talk about the 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 star wars movies and everything uh 
with Luke and Han, you know, how Han is like the cool was for a long time, the cool character to like, and Luke was sort of like, you're uncool. If you like Luke, uh, I, I see it the same way with Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm. Uh, and I remember growing up, it was sort of like, well, Ian Malcolm's the cool one. Why do you want to see Alan Grant again? And then in the past couple of years, there's been a lot more people who just love Sam Neill and Alan Grant. I've kind of always been more on the team Grant. Uh, <laughs> and that's not to say I don't love Ian Malcolm. I, I mean, I love all these characters. But if I were to have one character come back, I mean, the reaction you had to Ian Malcolm in this trailer is the reaction I did have in Jurassic Park 3 when Alan Grant showed up. But I would have again if they brought Alan Grant oh, back. Oh. It's kind of like that uh, Jurassic Park 3, you know, the speech, which is actually a really good speech. I- I'm defending Jurassic Park 3 even here. This is where <laughs> we're going to be in a few months. But uh, where, you know, Alan's talking about the, this theory that every boy either wants to be an, uh, an astronomer or an astronaut and he sort of compares that to like, you know, being a paleontologist, you're like an astronomer, you know, but you don't get to go in space. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, even though he's just a scientist, Ian Malcolm is the astronaut, you know, Alan yeah. Grant is the astronomer. Which character do you want to be more? Which is kind of funny when you actually do analyze Jurassic Park. Like, I mean, Ian Malcolm really has no place being there. Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> the mathematician. Yeah. I still don't understand why he was brought there. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, just write him in there somewhere. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, look, I would lose my shit too if they brought back Alan. Don't get me wrong, I would. Um, you know, because I, I still love the man. I just probably like Malcolm a, little, uh, a bit more. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you keep mentioning Jurassic Park 3. Like, I always, like, I, I feel like I've always shat all over it here on this show when we mention it. Uh, but I do like Jurassic Park 3. It's just, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have fun talking about that one. Um, cause I always, it's one of these ones I feel that more, every time I rewatch it, I like it more than I have in the past. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, one thing actually I wanted to quickly add, kind of on a side note, sort of speaking of, you mentioned Thor. I mean, just to date this, I literally saw that two days ago. Um, but I had no idea that Sam Neill had like a random little cameo part in Thor. So, yes. <laughs> did you, did you not know? Did you not notice? Uh, I didn't know who, no, I knew who he was uh, when I saw the movie. I recognized him, but I didn't know he was going to be, I knew that there were cameos Mm -hmm. during a certain scene of the movie, but I didn't know who was going to be in it. And all of a sudden I started laughing when, you know, one actor came up and then when Sam Neill's on there, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I like, I I swear, like, cause I I waited for the credits. I'm like, I have, that has to be Sam Neill, like Hades. And I'm like, is that Matt? Damon and I'm like then he wasn't in the yeah. credits but then I like <laughs> oh went, you just spoiled it sorry everyone but it is Matt Damon <laughs> but anyway and then uh, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth too but like the, the whole thing I was hoping that they were doing kind of like a post credit scene they would have found some way to kind of just put like Jeff Goblin and Sam Neill together somehow like I don't know how they would have done it but like I think kind yeah. of um was it on the honest trailer everything wrong with uh, Guardians 2 they kind of mentioned that about Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell of like oh where's Tango and Cash like where's their scene back together <laughs> so I was kind of like you know Where's, where's, you know, Malcolm and Grant finally get a scene together again? But um, that was just a random little thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of, I guess, before we, we close this out, kind of, I mean, you know, it's our first opportunity we've talked about this. I mean, the one thing, too, which is kind of interesting, you know, outside of uh, Owen, Claire, uh, you know, Wu and Malcolm, there's really no returning people, is there? I mean, it's kind of, they're all new people, even sort of... Um, Oh, the guy from the Jurassic World, I can't remember his character's name, the really geeky guy who was wearing the original T-shirt. Oh, yeah. I liked him. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I thought he might come back. Um, but I don't, it doesn't look like he's coming back. But, I mean, uh, uh, half of he's these... He's not going to get his book signed by Malcolm? No. Maybe, that'd be a cool little cameo, wouldn't it? Like, you know, him just hanging around. <laughs> um, that park was legit, man. Um, 
But, like, I mean, outside of James Cromwell, who, I mean, I actually have not seen him in anything for a while. I think the American Horror Story, Jack Bauer's dad. Um, oh, he was uh, George Bush Sr. in W. Anyway, Babe, that's who we all know, love him for in Australia. Uh, but I haven't really heard of many of these other actors. Are you kind of... I don't know if you're looking at the cast right now, but uh, I think I've heard of Ted Levine, but Justice Smith... Well, Toby Jones. Toby, Toby Jones, okay. Um, no, if you click on Toby Jones, you'll recognize him in a second, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, He was in yeah. one of the Marvel movies, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Captain America. Yeah, oh, he's the uh, well, Hydra I mean, dude. But he's also been in other things, it, yeah. I think there was he's some <laughs> uh, fuzz... <laughs> There was there was some buzz when uh, Ted Levine was cast just because of, I don't know if you ever watched the Hannibal Lecter movies, but he kind of was the villain in the, the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, really sick, twisted character. So most people are probably just excited to see who he plays in this. And it'll be really funny if he plays like the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> I kind of have a feeling Buffalo he's going to be like... Of course, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a feeling, you know, I don't think you cast buffalo bill in a Jurassic park movie unless he's going to be eaten in some really gruesome fashion (laughs) put the lotion in the basket blue put the lotion in the basket (laughs) 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 if that scene's in it we all you know it's just all crossover with everything like that um but yeah i mean i kind of like the fact that they introduce new people because i mean really like each film has their own characters yeah. you know like there are very few crossover characters in the jurassic park uh movies uh which i think works i mean kind of it's nice to kind of have things that are across them but i mean each of their each movie's their own beast uh i kind of want um do you have like a favorite characters that you'd like to see come back not main stars but like supporting characters you'd like to see come back <laughs> i was literally about to say like are we ever going to get to see uh malcolm's daughter kelly come back and do some epic gymnastics on no. some um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you! <laughs> is that the worst scene in the entire Jurassic Park franchise, or is it the dinosaur? And yet, at the, the same play? time, can, can we agree that her character, as bad as it was, was an improvement over the two kids from the book? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Those, those are annoying. Who's the one of that little nerdy kid with an asthma pump or something like that, wasn't there? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I ran... Like, I mean, Lex and Tim, I, I would seriously would be up there as losing my shit. I, I really liked... Um, uh, Sarah, I love Julianne Moore uh, in, yeah. uh, and also uh, Vince Vaughn as well. I like Nick Van Owen. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see kind of some dead, random people. But... Well, okay, but <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I'm not saying he's dead. I'm saying uh, for me, he's dead. But like Pete Postlewaite, you know, as Roland in Lost oh, World okay. is like the greatest character. Yeah, no, he he died, didn't he? Um, yeah, They're, I mean, like, I don't know. I think it would be nice that like they could work away that you could almost get some sort of cameos from some of these people, like, in some, like, you know, I mean, Paul and Amanda Kirby were kind of just random people finding their boy, so they kind of just don't really have anything Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Uh, But you could find them somehow. Um, What was his name? Uh, Billy. Billy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of there. You know, I mean, it'd be nice. It's a nice little throwback and kind of, just with these films that you're never going to probably get them. I mean, a lot of these people have gone on to, like, different things. I mean, when was the last time Vince Vaughn did a serious movie? So... <laughs> Do you know what's funny, though? We've mentioned uh, Tim and Lex, uh, the, the daughter, I can't remember her name. Kelly. The Kirbys. Yeah, Kelly. The Kirbys. Roland and Billy. We basically mentioned every surviving character from all three movies. Nobody else is alive. <laughs> well, that's it. That, that is legitimately, I'm looking at these lists, like going over the people. You're absolutely right. 
Uh, I mean, you know, like, of course we want Alan and, and Ellie as well. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just seeing this little link here on the Wikipedia page, it's Laura Dern apparently said in an interview earlier this year that she would love to return for another. So apparently that, according to whoever edited this Wikipedia page, puts her on the uh, Untitled Six Jurassic Park film, TBD, uh, <laughs> Ellie Sattler. <laughs> Um, but I think, like, if, if if the sixth film, and I know we're kind of jumping way ahead here, we're only on the first trailer one, but if that is the final one, which, I mean, nothing in Hollywood is ever final, they'll revive this again in ten years, um, it would be nice to have some of these people return. It would be nice to have an yeah. Alan appearance in early, even if it's just, like, a random thing. Like, I mean, this literally could be the only scene Malcolm is in, in this Senate committee. Like, that could be it. Yeah, so, probably is. you know, I mean, I'd be, as much as I'd like to see more of him, it's, I'd still be kind of fine with that, if you know what I mean. It's it's the Luke standing on the on the cliff. Like, as much as it was like we wanted to see more, it was still epic. Like, fuck, it's Luke! Dun, dun, just dun, dun, wait dun, dun, until we have... <laughs> Tim on a with a beard <laughs> on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> well, I can't imagine Joseph Mazzello's doing much. And I mean, I always Google them. Like, what are they up to? I mean, you know, uh, I know he did a few things. Um, but and Ariana Richards, I think, has a blog. I think I she is like a mum now. And, <laughs> not that there's anything like, wrong with that. Silverstone blog. Not quite as <laughs> kooky as like, she didn't produce a book about feeding a baby when she was like twenty or something like that. But um. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually the one thing too, and I, I'm randomly tagging other podcasts here. I, I've honestly never listened and I really want to go back and listen to them though, because like, I'm just such a Jurassic Park fan. I know I would love them, but there's one, I can't even remember the name of it, but they've actually, I noticed they do get a lot of interviews with these people. So like they actually had an interview with, uh, whoever played Kelly in the Lost World. Um, you know, they tracked down a lot of sort of people like that. Cause it was obviously this year is 20 years since the Lost World. Um, so they kind of had a lot of stuff around that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, do you have anyone? <laughs> I mean, I know we've mentioned all the alive ones, but I don't know if I've stolen your thunder with any of those. Well, I, I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, I'll, I'll keep going back to Jurassic Park three here, but uh, I, I actually really liked uh, what was the kid's name in Jurassic Park three? Uh, um, um, the Eric. I, I, Eric. They're all they scream his name for half the movie. Eric. What is it? Eric. Eric. Yeah. yeah. Eric. Uh, I really liked Eric in that one. And again, another criticism people have, I, I can't remember how many times, you know, I would hear somebody complain. It's like, how dumb is it that a 12 year old can survive on that island for so long? And I would always say the same thing. I'm like, if you tell somebody there was a 13 year old that survived on that island that long, they say, okay, that makes sense. So why when you become 13, is it believable, but not when and you're there's 12? there's a whole book series but, around that. There's actually, they released novels about how he survived. Yeah. 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 And it, it, again, it makes sense. I mean, you know, if I was 12 years old, I'm sure I'd be able to survive, especially if I knew everything about the dinosaurs. But yeah, I thought he was kind of a fun, uh, next to maybe Tim and Lexi, he's, he's definitely the best kid they've had in the series. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, yeah, I agree. I kind of like, I, I would easily say that. I mean, I don't mind Kelly in The Lost World. I just, that whole fucking gymnastics scene. Get off this podcast. I mean, she, she's okay. Uh, she, she's better <laughs> than the two kids in uh, Jurassic World. I mean, God, are we talking about annoying kids? Yeah. Like, They've just got absolutely no purpose at all. But, um, yeah. I mean, as, as long as this little girl, I think she's like the youngest out of all the kids in peril we're going to have. I think she's like very young from what I've seen the pictures of. But how do you explain it in this one? Like, they've already done... Okay, how do you get a kid on the island? Well, in the first one, it makes sense. They were invited there. Uh, in the second one, it kind of makes sense. She snuck on board. In the third one, it was a rescue mission because this kid was sightseeing. 
you know, the fourth one, again, it was just a park. A How ass. many times can you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I, like, I think this is the off-island stuff. From the, the, the footage and the stills yeah. I've seen, it's like she's the one sort of in this massive mansion uh, of uh, James Cromwell's character, Benjamin Lockwood. So I'm assuming she's maybe like his granddaughter or something like that, and there's going to be dinosaurs like in his, uh, you know, mansion. Because uh, there's like a rescue mm-hmm. scene that looks like on the roof of the mansion with like Owen with her, like holding on to her. Um, it's on the behind the scenes uh, video. Uh, it's like a blink and you miss scene. But so yeah, I'm assuming she's she doesn't go to the island. I'm assuming she's like on the mainland and there's dinosaurs involved somewhere. Yeah, so that would make a little bit more sense. But at the same time, like you said, you can't really have one of these movies without having a kid in peril. It's the trope. That's uh, the Jurassic Park just... trope. That's like what they have in every and movie. And it also it also makes sense because you need a character that the audience is afraid for. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know kind of like what I said about if the, the characters aren't afraid of the dinosaur, then who is going to be? The kids are in there because everybody's going to be terrified that a kid's going to be eaten by a dinosaur. And let's kill one of them for once. Like, let's don't be afraid just to kill a kid. Kill. Like, come on. Like, yeah. don't done like you know that's can the- we watch the uh the the attack of um uh the clones the... no exactly the clones <laughs> <laughs> um no the attack or like uh, all of the dinosaurs are attacking the people um what are the flying dinosaurs they had in jurassic world again uh uh not pterodactyls um yeah, I know what you're talking about. But... They, were they weren't pteranodons, but whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah, the attack of them on, you know, all those people. Can we just freeze frame every single shot in that to just find one child <laughs> that has its head ripped off? That's all we want, Jurassic the World. The poor assistant. Like, I just, I, I don't, I I don't understand that scene. Like, I, like that poor woman. Like, <laughs> she just <laughs> randomly, brutally gets killed by the Moses. I was like, okay, cool. She was really, like, is she the, the Gennaro that we want to get seen killed? No. <laughs> yeah, there's always one character that you have to be happy when they die. Like in The Lost World, Hammond's nephew, you know? Yeah. But you can't have more than one. Again, we're pinpointing all the things that it's not a Jurassic Park movie unless you have it. People think it's all about dinosaurs and islands. It's not. It's about children in peril, and it's about one and no more than one person dying where the audience cheers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was our uh, Vincent De... De- what, how do you say his last name? Defrino. De- D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio <laughs> uh, in, the, in the fourth one. So, yeah. Uh, the one thing also I'll just say before we close this out that I'm very excited for, I don't know how much of a video gamer you are, but um, they are releasing kind of a, a game sort of time with this, which is yes. sort of like a <gasps> park builder. Did you... Like, you, yeah. You're losing... Did you ever play Jurassic Park uh, <laughs> Operation? genesis did you ever have that game no because uh, from what i remember it was pc only right no i had it on ps2 i i used to have it oh okay. yeah but that i mean the, god that game like i can list like a bunch of video games it was games. my dream game and i never oh, played i just did not stop playing that for days upon days upon days and like i was never a huge like, like the sims were okay sim city like yeah sure but like you know the fact that this is like jurassic park sims and like you built your little mm-hmm. island oh it was amazing but this have you seen the trailers for this game this looks awesome i only heard about the game this week i haven't seen any trailers uh, and it's it's exciting because you would think jurassic park would perfectly lend itself to video games but like honestly has there ever been a good one i remember playing jurassic park for the game boy which one uh, oh no they're, they're very hit and miss they're kind of like the star wars games they actually have been some very good ones i remember um yeah. there was a master system game i think going way back for like 
after the original movie, which I was obsessed with, and it was kind of like, you know, a side-scroller, but it was so good. Um, and they actually, there was a, a Lost World game for the first PlayStation, which actually wasn't... Where you new. played with the dinosaurs, yeah. or you played as the dinosaurs? It wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I've got Lego Jurassic World, which is hilariously fun. Oh, that one's amazing. Like, it's yeah. great. But um, they also had, they actually did release, uh, which I, I sadly have never played, and I don't know why, because, like, this is right up my alley in terms of the storyline. They just released one called Jurassic Park The Game, which actually told... Oh. A story on the island, like it's related around it. Um, it's parallel, yeah. I, I yeah. have that one. Yeah, I, is it good? I yeah. mean, I've heard it's not bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's not as. I don't know what type of game you would describe it as, but it's. You know, you don't. You don't so much control a lot yourself. It's very story based, and you know, what do you want to do next? Like, choose your own adventure in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a great story because it's taking place with a character you see in the original movie. You know, the, the original Doctor Harding, the one who helps Ellie with the the Triceratops, and he has a daughter there. And then you you're basically having this take place at the exact same time as the original movie, which is great. So yeah, it's it's a very fun game. I like that one. The game that we're talking about coming in this year is called Jurassic World Evolution. Um, so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And, like, by all means, if anybody can get their hands on Jurassic Park uh, Operation Genesis, get it. It's brilliant. It's so good. Um, and I don't know. I, I have not played it in probably a decade, so I don't know if it's it's held up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. But uh, anything you want to add kind of on this trailer? I feel like we've just used this opportunity to talk more about Jurassic Park, the franchise in general, necessarily, than the trailer. But we've talked about the trailer as well, so... Uh, yeah, anything else you kind of want to touch on? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, other than we didn't talk a lot about the director, uh, which uh, did did he come from like the 28 Days Later movies? Oh, I think so. He's he's, he's horror-esque, isn't he? Like he's renowned yeah. for kind of doing those sort of films, um, which I think kind of in the few interviews and kind of things I've read during the week, they said they kind of let him have a lot of free range to put his stamp on the movie. So... That's where maybe a lot of this uh, mm-hmm. horror side of things. How do you say his name? J.A. Ba- Bayona, I'm guessing it is. Bayona, yeah. Bayona. Um, yeah, and I mean, as you said, mostly he's done horror films, uh, but uh, he did um, the movie The Impossible with Ewan McGregor, Naomi Watts, and actually Tom Holland. Oh, that was the tsunami movie, wasn't it? Yeah. My mum, I've Which never again, seen My mum loved movie, that movie. But... My mum loved it. She was yeah, telling like... me to watch it. <laughs> Like the first 15, 20 minutes of the tsunami footage is just incredible. And that that kind of, now that I actually have seen that he did that, that one shot we get of the volcano erupting and the, the gyrosphere flying and everything falling into the ocean, I can totally see that, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to have a different type of director come on here too. Yeah, because I mean, what, between um, uh, Colin Trevorrow, obviously Spielberg did the first two, and um, oh, I've gone blank in his Joe name. Johnson. Thank you, Joe Johnson. So yeah, no, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it will turn out. Obviously, the movie comes out what uh, June? Am I saying that clearly? Twenty second of June, twenty eighteen. Uh, so we will uh, in the lead up to that, probably you know, mid to end of May, we'll be doing our Jurassic Park month. Uh, so uh, we will obviously be covering the first four films. We'll do a preview episode, similar to what we've done with the DC ones and Star Wars. Uh, I know we're a long way away from that, at least at the time of releasing this. We've got some other great months coming up, um, which I guess we can tease in slightly at the moment. Not sure if we will do another. I mean, there'll no doubt be another trailer between now and then, but, I mean, we'll see how we feel when it comes out. I don't think this is kind of like Star Wars where we need to cover every trailer. Um, you know, this might just be enough at the moment, unless the second trailer is completely different and blows us away. We'll see how it fits into us uh, when 
we, we get to it. But uh, very exciting. Obviously, 2018's got some big releases, and uh, we're going to sort of go around those. And that month is going to be the greatest month of my life when we finally get to cover those four movies. Um, particularly the first one. That episode, I feel, might go for 10 hours. Uh, so yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, you thought Titanic went for a long time, and I glowed about Titanic. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic Park is my favouritest movie of all time, and I think it's the greatest movie of all time. So, uh, I, I sure I can maybe see things wrong with it, but I just don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to talk about how amazing it is. And plus, I've read the book, so I finally can be smart <laughs> on an episode. So there's that. And I went on a theme park ride of it. There you go. I don't do theme park rides, and I went on the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios. So you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, just in terms of just teasing, obviously, uh, Star Wars month, we, we just previously recording to this one, you'll hear this episode first, but we did just, um, record our Star Wars Last Jedi preview episode, which we're going to put up probably on Sunday. Uh, and that's going to lead us into Christmas month, which we really haven't teased too much about, uh, cause we've been focused so much on Star Wars, but, uh, it's kind of Tim Allen Christmas month, I guess we could say, couldn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited for. Which is the for. best kind of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I love the first Santa Claus. I've never seen Christmas with the Cranks. Didn't like the second Santa Claus, and I've never seen the third one. So, but I mean, look, I can talk out my ass about the first Santa Claus because that's just one of my favorite movies. Probably my favorite Christmas movie. So, um, yeah, then we're going to lead into Winter Olympics month, um, kind of in the lead up to the 2018 Winter Olympic Games. And we've got a few other loose plans on the, on the horizon. I think kind of the only solid one we've agreed on is Jurassic Park month. We've got a few other ideas, but, uh, I mean, outside of Jurassic World, and obviously I know you're looking forward to Mission Impossible 6, so we'll be doing Mission Impossible, I guess, five weeks, not month. Any other ones that you're really looking forward to outside of obviously, the, you know, the obvious ones of like Avengers and Han Solo and things like that? Uh, well, there's one, which I mean, we're not going to get a month worth of episodes out of, but I think it'll be fun just because I think you and I are going to have very opposite opinions and that's Tomb Raider. Cause I think <laughs> yes, you're, I about that. you're a defender of the original two <laughs> movies, which I hate. And you seem to hate everything about the new one, which I'm actually quite excited about. I wouldn't say I hate the new one. I just like, I really enjoyed the rebooted game, which this is apparently based on. Um, I played that like from start to finish and really, really enjoyed it. And I used to play the original games too, but, um, I don't know, like, I'm not going to say, like, I absolutely love the two, like, I mean, they're the best movies ever, like, believe me, I can see why they're considered as pieces of shit, but, like, I just think they're fun, and just, like, Angelina Jolie, just, like, yes, please, as, you know, back when she was hot, um, no, no. sorry, <laughs> but, uh, I just, the first one I have so much around that, just in high school, me and my friend just used to quote that movie every single fucking day. Um, so yeah, um, but I, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to talking about that. I, I'm actually randomly now really looking forward to, um, Ant-Man and Wasp just because mm-hmm. I fucking loved Ant-Man. Um, and there's a few others that like, I've kind of realized like apparently we're getting Johnny English three, which I'm excited oh, for. We were that before. There's a Freddie Mercury movie, which I think looks, uh, look, would be amazing because I'm, you know, a big Queen well, fan. <laughs> depending on the news, may or may not happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Just some other random ones to, to look out for. It's a, another big year as every year is for movies. So, um, I guess we'll work out eventually what we're doing right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep listening. We'll have stuff. Yeah, we'll have stuff. But, uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe all the channels, and uh, we also did share the trailer on our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you haven't seen it, uh, you can check it out there and watch it for like a hundred times like we already have uh, today. If you haven't seen it, sorry we spoiled it for you. Yeah, sorry about that. You're like, oh, I'm really into the Oz Network. I'm going to listen to them talk about it first before I watch it. 
Uh, I would say thanks, Catherine, but, you know, you've gone now. You're on Steel Wars, so we're no longer up your creek. But, uh, yeah, we... we <laughs> that sounded wrong. Uh, thoroughly looking forward <laughs> to uh, bringing coverage of Jurassic Park for you. Uh, Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3 uh, along the way, too. Uh, my name is Ben, and, uh, yeah, I also date a lot of dummies. And Verizon presents Dr. Colonel Colin Hilton. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.